start going now um well hi everyone i'm harper i'm jonathan and this is hot guys authentic knowledge and feelings i feel it i feel it okay i know where you're going with this you want a little clip that makes everybody laugh and feel good you know what i mean instead it's like Whoa. but i'm really not And we're joined today by a very cool, wonderful, uh, film-knowledgeable guest. It's Iman Uma. Hello. Hello, everybody. How's it going, guys? Great. Yeah, thank you for joining us to talk about Ethan Hawke. Yeah. Is... Why not? Yeah. I mean, he's, he's got a lot going on in his life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, why don't we just get into it? What's your relationship like with Ethan Hawke and his films? Uh, unfortunately, I, yesterday I was going through and looking at what I've seen and I have not seen enough. And I feel like he does, he does a lot. He does enough that he's very active. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and like, I, I definitely want to see the before trilogy, but so far all I've seen apart from the kid is like predestination. Uh, that movie's so good. Precinct 13. Oh. Uh, what, what was that movie with Denzel Washington Training Day mm-hmm. um, yeah so I still got to learn more but he does seem like an actor who loves to act yeah he, yeah. he really does but that's interesting you've mostly seen like his like genre flicks you know which is it, it's it's always interesting yeah. to ask like what Ethan Hawke movies people have seen because I feel like depending on which movies of his you've seen like you're seeing a different side of him you know because he mm-hmm. he's done like you know sensitive indie drama guy but also he does you know I'm a haunted cop and also he does you know uh, I'm a vampire or whatever action you know sci-fi mm-hmm. thing um, yeah. time traveler time traveler whatever so so that's time fun traveling though assassin time traveling yeah, yeah. vampire <laughs> he was i don't think he was a time traveling vampire i think he no, was but he could have been he was a vampire scientist though that's yeah. fun yeah. yeah i feel like you if you if you enjoyed predestination you should definitely check out daybreakers also starring definitely. ethan hawk it's with, very silly it's yeah. by the same directors too as predestination oh yeah this but it's yeah, like but it's like if predestination oh. is like a 10 daybreakers is like a 15 <laughs> in of, terms of, of just like extraness, of extraness yeah no just in terms of like how kind of over the top it is you know oh i see yeah yeah there's yeah. some stuff happens with willem dafoe in daybreakers that i yeah definitely like takes it over the edge yeah. of mm. uh extra yeah. yeah but it's like a fun way you know yeah it is fun well i've also seen boyhood oh, oh okay, okay. Yeah. yeah that's a big one yeah yeah i mean that's... I'd, I'd say that i definitely love that one mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um it's funny there's a scene in there that has nothing to do with ethan hawk that made me cry um do you, do you remember i don't know how well you remember boyhood i guess well, we watched it like a couple months ago i guess yeah we right? watched it pretty recently yeah um there's so you remember that the they had some gardeners working on the house Mm-hmm. earlier in the movie and then they come in later and show up at the restaurant mm-hmm. um i don't know why but when he came up and he's like oh you you you, to- you told me to do this as a business or whatever i i started crying at that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's such a weird scene to start crying at yeah 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 that movie i mean that movie is 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 very emotional i feel like it hits like a lot yeah. of different people at different, in different points ways, yeah yeah, yeah. Because there's, there's just so much to respond to when yeah. you're watching it. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Well, that's mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. I liked Boyhood. Yeah. Ethan Hawke's not actually in it as much as it seems like he should be. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? Because it's like a Richard Linklater movie and it seems like it would just be a big yeah. Ethan Hawke vehicle, but it's really more L.R. Coltrane. Yeah. But it's yeah. a good movie. 
it it divides opinions f- among yeah. some people that have been at our show though yeah some people really hate that movie mm. and think it's just yeah. like a, a gimmick because yeah. he filmed it over 14 years and we're supposed to go wow 14 years but i, I i'm genuinely impressed by it i do say wow 14 yeah. years I, yeah i know i, I that's I agree. that's the problem like when you just like when something is like hyped in that way people are often like kind of just like cynical yeah yeah they're more likely to respond negatively to it than if they had just gone into it cold yeah i look at it as an experience yeah it just you just you just experience the life this kid's life the same way yeah Mm -hmm. you know yeah well cool (laughs) (laughs) um do you have so the movie we're talking about today is the kid do you have a lot of like western uh movie knowledge or experience or interest i wouldn't say necessarily enough but i mean like enough to get by mm-hmm. um yeah here and there I, I i don't know I, what would i say that i it's a lot of like not enough older movies and a lot more newer movies Mm-hmm. Or you know things like True Grit, mm-hmm. or yeah. you know, so it's just all over the place. It depends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for me, I'm not huge on westerns. It's not like my favorite genre. Most of the ones I've seen mm-hmm. have Ethan Hawke in them. <laughs> yeah, he's done a few of them. He's done a few. You point. know, at this point, I've mm. seen this one, and we watched um, In a Valley of Violence. And another Magnificent one? Seven. Magnificent Seven. Yeah, that's we the one about that this, this is the most like, like I guess because uh, Vincent D'Onofrio, Chris yes. Pratt, uh-huh. Ethan Hawke. Yeah. Um, there's like a bunch of people from that movie that are in this one. Mm-hmm. I guess those, but that's like that's, a significant that's amount a of people. Lot. Yeah. yeah, that's three of the seven. Yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. That that's, are in this movie. Yeah. So. Yeah. Like yeah. an alternate universe sequel, mm-hmm. seven. Yeah. yeah, yeah, or like an American horror story where they're just doing like American Western story. It's just those three actors playing different, you know, different roles over and over. Yeah. Someone should do that. <laughs> that would be good. Yeah, I feel like because I feel like there was like such a kind of like dearth of Western movies for like a long time because it just kind mm-hmm. of went out of fashion, like post Bonanza. Yeah, and then True Grit happened, and then yeah, and then exactly like True Grit, like Three Ten to Yuma. Yuma. Mm -hmm. There was like kind of this like big revival that sort of happened, and then there's like also the kind of like modern ones like No Country for Old Men, which is like not exactly a western, but it's like spiritually a western, or like um, Hell or High Water, which again is like not. Mm. It takes place in the modern day, but it's like very much like the story is very much like a western. So I feel yeah. like now, now there, now there's like a lot of kind of Western movies. I feel like because there's been sort of a revival of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and people like and Ethan Hawke and hmm? it's like been redefined in a different way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then people like Ethan Hawke and Vincent D'Onofrio who just love doing them. Yeah. You know. Yeah. 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 Um, speaking of Vincent, Ethan Hawke and Vincent D'Onofrio, uh, this is our I don't, I don't even know if there's six movie that we've yeah, seen in them together. They're in so many things together. They're best friends. I love that for them. <laughs> <laughs> I was reading an interview about this movie and Vincent D'Onofrio said, yeah, he's my best friend. That's it's really, very cute. That's sweet. Yeah. That's, that's cute. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Vincent D'Onofrio has a book coming out next year with a foreword by Ethan Hawke too. Wow. Is it like a novel or is it? I don't know. I didn't read that far. <laughs> I just saw the headline, Vincent D'Onofrio uh, book with Ethan Hawke forward. But, That's um, funny. You're going to uh, get it? Uh, maybe. We'll see. I don't know. We have to decide what we're going to do when we're done with all of the movies and shows. Like, are we going to do yeah. like an Ethan Hawke book club? Read all his books? I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like a lot of work. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know how we would get guests for that. I feel bad asking yeah, a guest asking to, read to a like, book. read a book. Yeah. Yeah. It's a big commitment. I guess we could just do that by ourselves. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, find the right people to be interested in it. Um, 
and time commitment because obviously it's a book. So. Yeah. Yeah. It takes a while. Yeah. yeah, definitely. I mean, I think when we're done with all of the shows and movies, um, we're going to take a break. <laughs> mm-hmm. and then you know we can and we're only gonna like come back to do episodes when ethan like once a year or something do like a yeah. you know a year in ethan hawk roundup um mm-hmm. so we could do the books in a similar way just read them and then when we're done reading them pop up with an episode mm-hmm. yeah and then you inevitably build up to the ethan hawk interview yeah yeah and recurring guest fingers crossed it's, it's... i i need to try harder to make that happen yeah i've tried i want everyone to know that i've tried i've worked on it i'm still in the process of working on it but i could be a little bit more aggressive it'll happen yeah it'll happen it'll happen he reached hey, out to if, us if i happen to catch him or something i'll let, I'll let him know thank you <laughs> yeah he knows yeah. we exist and yeah. that's i mean that's the first step oh he knows we yeah, exist he does so cool. yeah um ethan we love you please come talk to us <laughs> um yeah well let's talk about the kid yeah yeah so well, it's about yeah. pat garrett and billy the kid yeah ostensibly billy the kid is a name i recognize pat garrett sounds vaguely familiar well so there was a movie pat garrett and billy the kid which i haven't seen but i just know like the soundtrack album for because it's like the bob dylan oh. soundtrack that's the album that knocking on heaven's door comes from like i've listened to that song before and like i always see the name pat garrett billy the kid i kind of but i don't know anything i didn't know anything about them before you know i just like Mm -hmm. it's old west names yeah so in this movie dane dehan plays billy the kid and ethan hawk plays pat garrett and they seem to have that really classic like this is something i do really enjoy in movies like the the criminal and the cop that's Mm -hmm. like they have like a very special relationship you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so i feel like like, heat situation yeah like catch me if you can yeah Yeah, um the fall with gillian anderson (laughs) um you know, I, I think that's that's fun. And it was fun to see Ethan Hawke and Dane DeHaan and something together again because... Right, they were in Valerian. They were in Valerian together yeah. for one scene. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But this movie technically isn't about either of them. Yes. It's about this kid named Rio who's played by Jake Schur. And I thought he was actually pretty good. This is his only credit. Wow. He's never done anything else. I mean, I guess this was just 2019. Mm-hmm. so maybe he's just getting started but yeah. i thought he was pretty good i mean you know there are some times when he was like a little much right but i thought that scene jumping ahead at the end where he confesses to murdering his father mm-hmm. like i thought when he starts crying i like i thought that was pretty good for a kid actor yeah 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 i, I mean honestly i, I didn't I, I didn't but <laughs> <laughs> but that's me well that's okay um yeah i mean well you know he's young yeah yeah um there were a bunch of uh d'onofrios in this movie i don't know if you guys knew that but the sister sarah is played by layla george who is vincent d'onofrio's daughter wow um and there was another character who i think layla george shoots at the end who is Vincent D'Onofrio's nephew. <laughs> His name is Hawk D'Onofrio. Wow. Yeah, no E, though. Well, yeah, that would be kind of crazy. Yeah. That's funny, though. Mm-hmm. I think it's funny that he had him play, like, the hench- the creepy henchman. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah Chris Pratt's character, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and Chris Pratt. So, yeah, we did mention that earlier. Yeah. But yeah. he's So he plays Rio and Sarah's uncle. Um, and the whole thing kind of gets kicked off at the beginning when Rio and Sarah's father is like beating their mother to death and Rio gets a gun and shoots the father. Yeah. And, and then uncle, uncle Chris Pratt shows up mm-hmm. and uh, almost kills him, but they managed to escape. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that it was Chris Pratt until like I you didn't said either. it. It's I didn't either. Same. Yeah. I think this is yeah. maybe one of his best perf- like performances. Yeah, yeah. Because he's, he's playing so against type. Yeah, and against I thought he type. was pretty good at it. Because I'm not personally like that big of a Chris Pratt guy, but seeing him like be evil was pretty. I thought it was pretty good. It, it was interesting for sure. 
I would say that the beard was distracting. <laughs> the beard is what, like so part bushy. of what made me not realize that it was him. Yeah, it covered up so yeah. much of his face. It yeah. was like it was not very yeah. well groomed, but I think that was the yeah. point was that it was like, you know, the 1800s right, and people right. just weren't grooming their facial hair. Yeah, <laughs> like Dane DeHaan's teeth. Yeah, Dane DeHaan's teeth were so yellow. I loved it a lot. It was very funny. Yeah, it was funny to me because... Because no one else has no one, like Yeah, that. exactly. Yeah, he was like, oh, I'm going to go all in and do like the yellow teeth thing. And then everyone's like, nah, I'm okay. We're just going to have normal teeth. <laughs> Which is pretty funny. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So when Rio and Sarah get away from their uncle, um, they're, you know, on the road. They steal a horse. They're on the road for a little yeah. while. And then they end up staying in this place. I don't know. In the old in the west were there just places where you could stop and rest like rest stops <laughs> but old time western rest stops i guess i guess or just abandoned they had signs little property mm-hmm. um anyway but they stop in this place and they're you know gonna get some rest and then all of a sudden uh billy the kid and his and his guys uh show up yeah um Yeah, and then they kind of, you know, form a really quick bond, Dane DeHaan and Rio, uh, Billy the Kid and Rio. Um, both of them had mothers that died when they were young. Uh, classic, tragic backstory. Classic, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Dane DeHaan says that the kid is good luck, which reminded me a lot. A lot of things in this reminded me of the Good Lord Bird. Amon, I don't know if you've watched any of that show yet. I haven't yet, but I, I want to. Yeah. Judging I, by the clips that I saw with you guys streaming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I really liked that show, but um, and a lot of things in this reminded me of it. I think it's a similar time period. I mean, that's early 1800s, and this is late 1800s. Yeah. But you know, a lot of the like technology is the same, right? <laughs> and like the revolvers. Vibe. Yeah. And horses; those yeah. are the technology at the time. And Ethan Hawke shouting. Yeah. Yeah yeah yep. um so but one thing and the first thing that made me think of it was when billy the kid says that rio is good luck it reminded me of when john brown and the good lord bird says that onion is good luck and right. that's why they keep onion and i feel like it's a similar situation because mm-hmm. uh billy the kid is a real person and i don't think rio is and yeah. then onion i don't think is a real person and john brown is so it's kind of like a similar mm-hmm. setup mm-hmm. telling the story like through a fictional character's eyes yeah especially a young one mm-hmm. a young one who's recently had like a parent killed in front of them yes yeah yeah so there's there's a lot of uh, a lot of parallels there um so they're gonna you know get on the road billy the kid says that they'll take them to new you know to santa fe with them yeah that's that's the plan is to protect them on their mm-hmm. way on their journey um but before they're able to even like set off uh, Ethan Hawke is outside with all of his his men. Ethan Hawke is Pat Garrett. He's a, a sheriff who's been hunting down Billy the Kid. And um, the first like the first shot you see of him, he's like shaving his face. It's really good. It's like I just I just love this man so much. You know, <laughs> maybe it's I it's entirely just because I've spent so many hours watching him and talking about him that now I'm just you know Stockholm. I love him. Yeah, yeah exactly. Well, I can't, yeah, you you can't avoid him. Yeah. Now. So now everything he him. does just makes me smile. <laughs> I love watching him be a sheriff. It's great. <laughs> um. So they have yeah they have the place surrounded, and they start uh just shooting the guy goes outside and i was like that guy's gonna die and then he died immediately yeah he yeah. gets shot a bunch of times yeah um and then uh, maybe the most shocking thing that happens in this movie right off the bat ethan hawk shoots a horse yeah he yeah. rides up and like shoots their like p- potentially getaway horse mm-hmm. and then billy the kid is like you just shot a horse like who does that <laughs> Oh Which yeah, true. Who does that? Yeah, Ethan Hawke had a really good line after that. He said, "If you got a plan B, I'll kill that too." Yeah, <sighs> so yep. good. Yep. A lot of fun old I West agree. quotes. Mm-hmm. So they end up uh, arresting everyone, and then Rio and Sarah are supposed to hang back and just you know get to Santa Fe on their own. But then uh, 
DiCaprio runs out because yeah. uh, he's a fool. He is a fool. <laughs> uh, and then Ethan Hawke ends up saying, oh, "We'll we'll take you to New Mexico." Yeah. Um, and then Ben Dickey is there. Yeah. That's another another important member of the Ethan Hawke cinematic universe. Um, he was uh, bl- he played Blaze, Blaze Foley. Yeah, he's like the the Blaze. deputy that. Uh, yeah, I that think his name's Jim. Billy the Kid. Yeah. Like intimidates, I guess, in the beginning. Mm-hmm. With the cigarettes or whatever. Yeah. 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 He's the same guy later on who is like remorseful about what he. When about yes, shooting yeah, 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 yeah. That's the guy. Yeah, I thought he was really great. Again, I mean, you know, he's not an actor. Yeah. I mean, now he is. Two I was, movies. Two movies. An he's an makes. actor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he was not an actor before he did Blaze. Yeah. And I think he just did a good job in this again. Yeah. A smaller role, but yeah. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, so they're on the road and they end up stopping at someone's house. I was really unclear on this. Again, I don't understand much about the Old West. <laughs> <laughs> the rules are just different. The you rules can just are, stop yeah, you can just houses. like, you know, uh, Fourth Amendment someone's house. I think they just wanted to house. have a scene where they're, I think they wanted to have a scene where they're just eating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The dining table scene. I yeah. don't know why. It just seems like something you'd see. Yeah, so they're yeah, so they're at this dining table and it's like Ethan Hawke and all of his guys and then the prisoners are all sitting at a separate bench. They're not supposed to like talk or eat yet or they're supposed to wait. Yeah. Um but then uh you know, Billy the kid is like sassy. <laughs> and he ends up uh he and the guy that he's handcuffed to or shackled to um end up getting to sit at the table and Rio starts slipping Billy the kid some like food with butter on it yeah. so that he can t- use the butter to slip free of the shackles. Um, which was n- which, I, not the uh, not it, the most thought out plan, I no. guess. Because he's still shackled to the other guy. Yeah. So what are you going to do, you know? Yeah, so that didn't really... He's in a room with the sheriff. With yeah. Warren. Yeah. He was just, you know, he's just very single-minded but not very forward thinking i think yeah. it is um, in the moment yeah um but that's kind of an interesting point to see how rio is maybe like billy the kid in some ways you mm-hmm. know he's crafty he thought of the butter thing and uh and he wanted to help him escape even if it was a very foolish plan mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well he just kind of looks up to him i think yes yeah. yeah that's what it is mm-hmm it's around this time that we realized that Ethan Hawke and Dane DeHaan, uh, Billy the Kid and Pat Garrett, have more of a history together. Mm-hmm. They're both from the same town, uh, Lincoln or Lincoln County. I don't know. They went it to didn't the same seem dance. to be. Yes, they Presumably went to the same with dance. Each other. Yes, they were dating. Mm-hmm. That's really the backstory that That's I was getting is that yeah. they had romantic history <laughs> and that, you know, Ethan Hawke would chase them to the ends of the earth. <laughs> And, and he literally did. He did. Yeah. Um, yeah. But isn't yeah. he like how old is Dane DeHaan? Our age, thirty maybe. He's like thirty. Yeah. Because yeah. that you, you think about it, like Ethan Hawke is substantially older than him. Yeah. To have like. Ethan Hawke's uh, fifty now. Yeah. Well. That's okay. I read that, that happens. Supposedly- Supposedly, Billy the Kid is 21, so he's like 10 years older, playing a younger kid. Mm-hmm. Wow, okay. Yeah, yeah. Dane does have like a kind of like youthful thing about it, but like a really like, there's like a sleepy youthful thing. <laughs> like he looks young, but like he's seen some stuff, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's... He needs to rest more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He does have kind of like these kind of eyes that are like sunken a little, yeah, like kind of yeah. sleepy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I'd say that um, he looked. He was. This is the least where I thought it was Dane DeHaan. I, he felt felt like Billy the Kid or mm-hmm. whoever this character he was playing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, definitely. Yeah. At the when this started, there was a voiceover, and I thought it was Dane DeHaan doing a voice, but then we got into it, and I realized it wasn't Dane DeHaan. It was right. it was real. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But in Valerian, did you see Valerian? I did, but I fell asleep during most of it. Understandable. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, well, Dane DeHaan does like a kind of wild voice. Yeah, he does that. Like like really deep down voice. here. I'm yeah. Valerian. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's very silly. And um, so when this movie started, and it was like kind of a like a, a kooky Western accent, I was like, "Oh, Dane DeHaan's doing it again." Yeah. But it was it, it was, was just real. his regular voice, I guess. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty funny. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, so I guess the backstory is just that they were from the same town, and there was some big like fight between two business owners in the town. Is that Something like right? That, yeah. And so there was it, it turned out into like a full blown like battle in the town, and there were two sides, and Ethan Hawke was on one, mm. Dane DeHaan was on the other, and that's what really started everything. But he does admit that Dane DeHaan was probably on the right side. Yeah. So, you know. They have a complicated relationship. They sure do. They sure do. Um, I had a good Ethan Hawke line from this point. He said, uh, a man's wrongs matter, but there's nothing as important as what he does next. Because he says this to Rio, because I think he, you know, he suspects that there's something more right. to their story right. than what, what they told him, um, which they told him like, that they got separate. They told him a few things that didn't really. <laughs> yeah, track. there was like a storm and they got separated or something. Yeah, and I so then know. they're meeting their father in Santa Fe. There was a land hurricane. <laughs> yeah. And they got split up. Yeah. Um. And so and so then he says, you know, I'd like to see you home to your father. I'm sure he must be worried, and it's like very tense. Yeah. Um. And his sister rightly so tells him like. Don't tell him anything. He's not like he's not your friend. Yeah. Yeah. A cab. How <laughs> 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 do you feel about Ethan Hawke playing the sheriff in this movie? In that in relation to that. In relation to that. Um <laughs> well, I think that you know, westerns are just their own thing it's like an it's like its own universe because it's not like i don't know i don't really understand their actual connection to like history, history. I think it that's... seems like so blown out of proportion compared to like the scale of how many things like that could have actually happened so it seems right. more mm -hmm. of like more fictionalized more this idea of like justice this fictionalized idea of justice than it is really like connected to anything in reality if that makes yeah, sense. It's been romanticized in a way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Also, like, it's. I think that, like, the true cowboy era was, like, a pretty short period of time because it was, like, after Westward expansion, but before the, like, trains were built. Mm -hmm. So, like, once mm -hmm. the trains arrived, it, everything got sort of more, like, sort of more, like, civilized. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't as, like, Wild West anymore. Mm -hmm. Because things were connected. Yeah, like exactly. Like globalization, but, yeah. you know, nationalization. Yeah. <laughs> so I think, like, it's there's a lot of movies made about, like, what's what was a relatively short period of time. And I think a lot of it, like, borrows more from the history of other Western movies than it does from actual history, you know? Mm-hmm. Because mm -hmm. everyone's getting revenge, you know? Mm -hmm. That's the number one thing. That's the number one driver motivator for people in western movies is revenge that's true in a valley of violence he's getting revenge against the men that killed his dog mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So. Well, so so john wick in the west yeah yes basically yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah um yeah oh okay so um they carry on to another town which is santa fe i guess and that's where we see Vincent D'Onofrio playing the sheriff of Santa Fe. Yes. Um, and he wants a piece of Billy the Kid. <laughs> yeah, he sure does. But Ethan Hawke is not willing to part with him because he no. has to serve justice in Lincoln County. Mm -hmm. um, or he just loves him. Yeah, that's who he wants to protect him uh, from evil Vincent D'Onofrio. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what he does at this point is very funny. He commandeers a stagecoach. 
which I thought was hilarious. I really like that. <laughs> I always think it's funny in movies when you know co- like cops or whatever like commandeer a car yeah. but then when it's a stagecoach it just really elevates it to the next level <laughs> for me <laughs> yeah i mean that's i mean that's a uh, that's a bigger i feel like that's a bigger uh thing to do because it's like cars are everywhere but it's like only not everyone had a stagecoach you know yeah. what i mean like I mean, you were lucky if you had one horse, let alone two and a stagecoach. Yeah. And the other thing that's funny about it is that he's not just commandeering, like, the vehicle itself. It's also the driver. Like, he's taking the yeah, driver. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so they do that. Because there's about to be a big, like, gun showdown, you know, if because they, they want to keep Billy the Kid in Santa Fe and get him there for the publicity or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> It would be a big deal. It would be a big deal to hang Billy the Kid in your town, I think. And yeah. that's what they wanted. Um, but Ethan Hawke wasn't going to let that happen. Um, and then at this point, Rio and Sarah and all the chaos, they slip out and they're going to find their mother's friend. That's the whole reason why they were going to Santa Fe. Um, but they And so they end up looking for her in a, like a brothel. Um, but when they get there, it turns out it's a trap. And SMH. Uncle Chris Pratt is there. Uh, that's when I first noticed he was Chris Pratt. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> when we noticed too. Yeah, I noticed when you told me. Yeah, well, that's when I, I noticed. It just did not register to me at all. Yeah. Because like in the beginning of the movie, I was like, oh, he seems vaguely familiar. And then I just kind of stopped thinking about it. I think part of it is the beginning. It was so dark and like shadowy that like with the beard covering half of his face and then the shadows covering the top half of his face, like you couldn't right. really see him that well. And his voice is a little deeper. Yeah, he was definitely doing a voice that worked to disguise. Like I, after I realized yeah. it was Chris Pratt, I was like, "Oh, of course that's Chris Pratt's voice," because he has a very distinctive voice. But he was definitely yeah. do- doing like, something modulating to it. it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then yeah, so then we get this whole thing about how he's gonna like, you know, take the he's gonna take the sister and like make her his whore, and it's yeah. like. Yikes, bro. It's very gross. Yikes. I wrote gross in my notes. Um So yeah, so then they're separated and Rio needs to find his sister. And conveniently, Dave, who was with Billy the Kid, got a letter from Billy the Kid before <laughs> I this this whole thing was yeah, so no like sense. convoluted. Yeah. But he got a letter from Billy the Kid before he was hanged. Yeah. Um and it had information it told him that he knew where Rio's sister was. Yeah. Like why would he say Why would Billy the Kid know. know who these people are? Right? Yeah, like yeah, he yeah. just heard, he overheard he them. Yeah. And they like happened to be in the same place, you know, in Lincoln County too or something. I don't know. Yeah. It didn't make a lot of sense. Yeah, there's kind of a lot of coincidences that happened. Yeah. So and that's yeah. like the weirdest one. But anyway, Rio is able to get this letter out of Dave pocket Dave's pocket before they drag him up the stairs and hang him. Uh and then you really see that hanging like up close. Yeah. Yeah. Must be traumatic. Yeah. I just think it's funny that Dave was trying to get him to know while he was on his way to death. Yeah. Like well, he's just, like he's... throwing out the note and then, <laughs> yeah. yeah. His, his last, his last good deed, I guess, on his way out. Maybe. So I guess so. Yeah. Um, so Rio goes to where they're keeping Billy the kid um, in a jail. And he, uh, Adam Baldwin is there from, uh, you know, movies and television. Family. No, actually, oh, he's a different Baldwin. A different Baldwin. <laughs> he's well, a different good. Baldwin. Um, he's from what was that show? Chuck. He was in Chuck. Um, he wasn't Chuck, but he was the, the <laughs> other guy. <laughs> anyway, um, that's where I know him from. But he's been in like a million things over the last thirty years. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, Rio goes up to him. He's like, "I got to see Billy the Kid," and he's like. I'll shoot you if you walk up these stairs. So then what Rio does is he holds up a bank so that he can, you know, get taken into jail 
where yeah. Billy the Kid is, which is like pretty. It's a bad idea, but I I get the logic <laughs> there because he will get yeah. close to Billy the Kid if he gets arrested. It's true. It's true. Unfortunately, it goes awry. He's not po- he's not shooting at anyone. He's just yeah. the gun. He's just shooting up in the air. He's making some noise. Yeah, but Ben Dickey comes out and he shoots Rio. Right in the gut. Right in the gut. But thankfully, it was a, a through and through, as they say on the TV shows. They, it's true. Yeah. Uh, and he's going to be okay. It just ripped a hole straight through him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like getting is- shot with a rifle at that close range when you weigh like 85 pounds. I know. <laughs> it's not, not good for you. Yeah. I'm just thinking, like, what if there's an alternate universe where the kid died? It is about how they. Uh, how the sheriff and Billy deal with that. I don't know if that would be interesting. Yeah, that's what I was. That's what I was kind of thinking might end up happening. I thought that he would just die, and then he'd be like, "Oh, it's now a yeah. different story now." Mm-hmm. Yeah, which would be, which would be interesting because he has like because like the whole point is that uh, Pat Garrett has this like very strict idea of justice. Mm-hmm. that involves like if you do something wrong you have to pay the price every single time and so if there was like a i don't know like if he had killed him then he would be have to pay the price but what would the price be but he didn't <laughs> the kid was fine the child the child the yes. child yeah child yeah, well, I mean, maybe, you know, Ethan Hawke and Dane DeHaan's love could have grown over their shared trauma. <laughs> um, and they could have, you know, worked together to save the sister. Mm-hmm. But um, instead what happens is, uh, why does Ethan Hawke leave? Why does Pat Garrett leave? Leave where? He leaves the jail. And he's he's like a little oh, worried about remember. doing it because he doesn't really like trust anyone to keep an eye on Billy the Kid the way you need to because he's crafty, you know. Yeah. Um, I seem to remember that he had to go like work or something. He had to do something. Yeah. In regards to working, he had know? to find dry goods. Let's just say <laughs> 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 everything was dry goods back then. <laughs> Whatever that is. Wouldn't that be? like next door or something like that yeah. <laughs> probably yeah so he had to go somewhere <laughs> to do some business yeah um, he had to go buy some new jeans yeah and he said you know he was like keep an eye on billy the kid at all times because he will like do some nonsense yeah. he'll outfox you yeah and of course billy and rio they're in separate rooms but they talk through the wall they escape they pl- hatch an escape plan it doesn't exactly go how they imagine but it works it does. Um, yeah. He ends up shooting. There's a guard that's also named Bill um, that he's like kind of friendly with. You get the sense that he's been in this jail like a hundred times. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not exactly a jail. Like it's just like the a room in the courthouse. Yeah. Because the window doesn't have any bars on it or anything. <laughs> it's like the old he, west. He if he really wanted to, he could have just jumped out. I guess he probably didn't earlier because he would have probably been shot as he ran away. Yeah. So he needed a, a more concise plan or a more thought out plan than that. But Yeah, but the timing was good because Ethan Hawke and Ben Dickey left to go do their business. Then Adam Baldwin took the other prisoners to go get lunch across the street. So the only guard that was left was Bill, who yeah. was a nice guy. Uh, easy to take advantage of <laughs> um but billy ends up shooting bill yeah um i was looking at the wikipedia page uh-huh. for billy the kid and the way it described the sequence of events happening was like very much like what happens in the movie like he goes to an outhouse oh, and then he shoots the guy when he tries to run away like that's what the wikipedia page said so it's like oh wow, wow. So. yeah the wikipedia page had a really long plot description for this movie you mm-hmm. know some like on it varies on wikipedia sometimes it's like two sentences like there's a cowboy who was in the west and then did some <laughs> things or it's like you know five paragraphs of in-depth like yeah. detail describing this what was, they ate for lunch yeah this was very detailed yeah, it makes me think of bollywood movie descriptions on wikipedia they're like that times 10 they're so detailed you're, you would you lost. There's no idea. Mm, that's, that's fine. Funny. You know, well. 
Um, yeah, so what else happens? So he shoots Adam Baldwin, too, and then he causes a whole scene in the town. Yeah. Everyone's gathered around. All eight people. Yeah, all eight people in town. Small town. And uh, the pris- the other prisoners are just still sitting there with their lunch. Yeah. Um, And then Billy and Rio get away. And they go to Billy's, like, girlfriend's place somewhere else in New Mexico. They had passed her once before. Yes, yes. Um, how do you like find people? You know, like how do you <laughs> like? There's no, you just have to know because there's like no, there's no freeway signs that say. You just have to like recognize the roads and stuff. Yeah, because they're they're probably just all like dirt roads. Yeah, well, I feel like Billy the Kid was very familiar with like New Mexico. New Mexico. Yeah, he knew yeah. his way around. It's true. It's true. Um. Yeah, so then they're there for a little bit. We learned that Billy's girlfriend is pregnant. Yeah. Um, and he's and thinking about leaving or something? Yeah, well, Rio needs to go find his sister. Yeah. And, and he thought that Billy was going to help him with that. But it's not very clear that he ever actually intended to do that. Um, mm-hmm. I think I got that Billy just isn't always there. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's why she was like very not happy with the way he is. Just what he is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess Rio kind of gives Billy like a pep talk when they're at the bar, and it was interesting because I feel like Billy had had a line earlier in the in the movie about how he doesn't drink. He only drank one time when his mother died or mm-hmm. something, and never again. And then we find him at the bar again at this point, and they didn't really like address it. I didn't feel like that's true. That's true. So. I don't know if that's like I don't think it's an inconsistency, but I just think they maybe could have drawn a little bit more attention to it. Yeah. So that we knew it was something that we were it was should intentional, be yeah, yeah, that we should be paying attention to. Mm-hmm. That's true. Um Yeah, I feel like just the characterization of some of these people was like not totally consistent. Yeah. It's like how are we mm-hmm. supposed to, like mm-hmm. the way we're supposed to feel about Pat Garrett in the beginning compared with how we're supposed to feel about him in the end and the way we're supposed to feel about Billy the Kid in the beginning versus how we're supposed to feel about him at the end. And, like, I understand the idea of, like, you know, sometimes people are not always what you think they are, but there's a difference between that and, like, inconsistent and, Mm -hmm. like, not thoroughly fleshed out characterizations. And I kind of feel like that's what was happening here. Like, I feel like they didn't commit to who pat garrett and billy the kid were as people um because they ended up just because i mean like pat garrett like he's has a kind of heroic thing at the end but he just like shoots billy the kid just guns him down like billy Mm -hmm. the kid doesn't even draw on him or anything he's just standing there looking at him and he just shoots him so it's like how are we supposed to interpret this person and his motivations especially when I kind of get like, from that to, where are you sorry, gonna say? Go no go ahead uh, um i kind of get from that how you know how they're talking about all these i think later on pat garrett's talking about you want to know what story they're going to talk about you it's like what we see versus the story that they're going to tell about pat garrett right that he killed the kid and it sounds heroic but what we saw was not necessarily right it's yeah. kind of just sad yeah, yeah so that's true. it might be i mean maybe that's what they were going for i don't i'm not sure yeah 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 um there's another good ethan hawk line uh event dickie's asking like you know like how can he be so dumb to you know about about billy the kid um and Ethan Hawke says, it's not a lack of intelligence, it's a lack of fear. It's hard to know how dumb you are when you're not scared of nothing. It's true. That was a good one. I didn't feel like that was, like, the most Ethan Hawke line. I just, it was very, like, westerny. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. There were a lot yeah. of westerny uh, dialogue moments in this. Um, Yeah, but then after, so after Ethan Hawke kills Jane DeHaan, Pat Garrett, Billy the Kid. Mm-hmm. I can't decide what I want to do here. <laughs> um, Rio con- uh, goes and confesses to Ethan Hawke uh, that he killed his father. And this is when he does the big emotional speech that Amon and I disagree on. <laughs> 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 um, 
and uh, he asked for help, basically, in going to save his sister. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, so, yeah, so then we get to see them, like, Ethan Hawke and Ben Dickey and Rio and some other guy, like, riding down this western town. They're all on their horses, and they, like, get off, like, all at, almost simultaneously. It was kind of fun to watch that um but they go to the the brothel in whatever town they're in what was it It was like puerto something i don't remember i just remember santa fe they said so many santa they said fe santa so fe times. so many times yeah. in this movie um in case we forgot where they were it was kind of like in uh we watched this christmas movie the other day called the christmas contract and it was took place in Lu- louisiana and they really did not let you forget it took place in louisiana yeah she you was know. wearing a shirt that said louisiana on it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you do when you're from louisiana yeah yeah um anyway but yeah so they go to the brothel saloon whatever where they uh, where chris pratt and his gang are and um there's a whole kind of uh introduction tense introduction thing between ethan hawk and chris pratt where he's like, uh, whom do I have the pleasure? And, um, yeah, and what, did, what I just, because I just rewatched the end of this movie because I kind of <laughs> fell asleep last night while we were watching. Um, he says, uh, I just killed a man who was my friend. Killing you is going to be easy. Yeah, that was so good. I loved that a lot. Yeah. Um, and Rio goes upstairs to get Sarah, and she's like, you know, naked and abused upstairs. And yeah. he kind of gets her together and brings her downstairs but then the whole fight starts and um and at some point garrett chris pratt gets a hold of rio and takes him outside um and then sarah separately gets a hold of a gun and shoots uh, her cousin hawk d'onofrio mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and um <laughs> And then uh, Ethan Hawke goes out and there's going to be like a, 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 what do you call it? Uh, Like a duel, not a duel, but essentially a showdown between Chris Pratt and Ethan Hawke. They take 10 paces and they're going to turn around and shoot. But before that happens, Rio shoots Shoots Chris Chris Pratt. Pratt. Yeah. Um. Oh, yeah. Oh, but before that actually happens, during the um, when Ethan Hawke and Chris Pratt are talking, he says something else. He says, uh, it doesn't matter what's true. It matters the story they tell when you're gone. Yeah. I loved that so much. I did think that was a contender the for most, most Ethan, Ethan Hawke, Hawke line. line. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah. Um, Do you feel like he's, that's something that exemplifies Ethan Hawke? Like what, what he does in his life, I guess? Well. It just feels like something that like, a lot of characters a lot of his characters could have said mm-hmm. you know what i mean like and it, it connects to a, a lot to blaze which is a movie he directed that was like a passion project mm-hmm. of his you know because that's all about like being a legend versus being like a mm-hmm. person, Real person yeah. yeah um so i thought to me that really struck me as ethan hockey did you guys have any most ethan hawk lines that, that, that was the one that was the me, one for you yeah yeah or like the a man's, I like the a man's wrongs matter, but nothing mm-hmm. uh, as much as what he does next, which is yeah. pretty good. Yeah. I, I think I just like when he was yelling during the stagecoach scene. Mm-hmm. Or no, no, when there's a scene where people were talking, he's like, will you shut the fuck up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah, I love it when he yells. I was watching. There was something at the end. I f- can't remember what he was actually saying, but then I just started yelling like, "I'm Osawato me John Brown," because uh, it was it was so similar to what he does in the Good Lord Bird, like performance wise. Oh. Mm-hmm. I really feel a lot like his work in this movie, even though it's a different character. It's a totally different character than John yeah. Brown. Like I feel like a lot of the stuff about this movie feeds into the Good Lord, Good Lord Bird. Mm-hmm. Um yeah anyway so then the end uh rio shoots uh chris pratt and then ethan hawk says you kids got a good a lot of good in you and a lot of life left to do good or something like that <laughs> or commit crimes <laughs> or commit you. crimes yeah um and then you kind of get the feeling that rio is going to become a cop one day <laughs> and uh Darn it. 
Yeah, and then they they go away, and he has to say something inspirational to his sister. That kind of felt like the movie could just be over now. I didn't. I could have done without that. Yeah, yeah. Um, she just rode off into the distance. Yeah, it would have been. It would have just been nicer without mm-hmm. that. It always. It always. You know, that's. You have an easy out in 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 old Wild West movies. You could just always ride off. Yeah, it's like uh, you know the writing advice. That's like you write until you think you're done, and then cut the last sentence or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like they could have done that with this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. we just just get like a close up on like Chris Pratt's dead body, and then cut. <laughs> 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 yeah. Well, yeah, that was the kid. Uh, what did we think about it? Did we like it? Did we hate it? feelings do we just feel really ambivalent about this movie i think i did (laughs) yeah i my my kind of what i said before about like how i felt like the characters were not as kind of fleshed out like chris pratt was pretty fleshed out because he's just a bad guy you Mm -hmm. know but like the other ones feel like it's it's just not clear like who they are and how we're supposed to feel about them and like it just i don't know it just didn't feel because like they do some good things and do some bad things it's like i get that but it just it, to me it just didn't seem to commit to who it wanted the characters to be and like i guess part of it was that the, these were real people pat garrett and billy the kid mm-hmm. and pat garrett did kill billy the kid um but it just yeah i don't know but but there were some like fun there was some fun like stuff in it like there was some fun uh shouting and shootouts and all those kinds of things that you and old-timey west quotes that you look for in a movie um so that was there which i appreciated but yeah i just felt like the the this it just didn't it there was no there wasn't enough of a commitment to what the story was going to be mm-hmm I agree. And then I feel like I end up noticing a lot of like just visual things like cliches mm-hmm. or like there's certain things like for example when, when Rio shoots Chris Pratt um, just the reveals like this is, it, just, it just made me want to laugh because I've seen that sort of thing before. Right, and, right, right. Yeah. Or like like I mean I love Ethan Hawk the, the, the shaving at the beginning <laughs> <laughs> or i think to me and then this is something i'll just notice on the production side of it is you'll see them sitting somewhere and the lighting is like perfect mm-hmm. but it's not realistic yeah however there were a lot of lot of scenes where i thought it was very pretty like mm-hmm. the, the shot well but it wasn't it was like half developed mm-hmm. right yeah i yeah, I think this movie definitely fell short a little bit. But where it really did shine for me, though, was, like, some of the performances. Like, I thought Chris Pratt, you know, like we said, this is a good one for his reel. Uh, if, he's, <laughs> <laughs> if he's trying to find work, I'd definitely put this on the reel. Um, and uh, I thought Ethan Hawke, you know, I thought Ethan Hawke was good in this. He's, you know, he's pretty consistent. Um, but I thought yeah you know i love good lord bird and for me this was like a good lord bird performance Mm -hmm. um i thought it was good i thought they were both good um i didn't really think too much about the performances of either of the rio or sarah Mm -hmm. um they were fine but yeah so i thought this was a good this was a good movie for ethan hawk and chris pratt yeah yeah i agree i agree yeah I, i mean yeah, it it was if if you focused on them, great. Also, I just think some of the script writing, like I like that blue was it Bluebird that he was talking about. Mm-hmm. Character. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of liked it, but it just seems like a little cliche. In 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 like like being a making him sound sort of evil. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know where I'm going with that, but yeah. Um. Yeah, there was kind of a lot in that speech. Oh, yeah, we kind of glazed over that speech, but there was another part about that, too, where we find out that Chris Pratt's brother had been, like, sleeping with someone in their family or something, and then Chris Pratt told on him, and then their father beat him, and that's why he is the way that he is. Mm 
Yeah. You know? And then I guess that, like, explains why he would, uh, you know, do the things he was doing to Sarah as, like, a revenge thing. Yeah, but also it doesn't make a ton of sense. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It was a lot. It was... There was a lot. Yeah. Well, um, Jonathan, do you have something you'd like to share with us? Sure, yeah. Um, it's time for a hawk fact. Um, Amon, would you like to do a hawk noise? Uh, Beautiful. Classic. A, cl- a classic hawk <laughs> sound. A classic hawk sound. Um, so I, you know, Billy the Kid and Pat Garrett, it's a very famous uh, rivalry, you could say. And so I was looking at the rivalry between hawks and eagles. Um, and they are, uh, they generally don't get along. Uh, a, but usually an eagle, if, if, if it comes down to it, if they're duking it out, an eagle is going to kill the hawk pretty much every time because it's, it's a lot more, uh, it's just bigger and more powerful than a hawk. But I was looking at this uh, story from NPR about a eagle adopting a baby red-tailed hawk. Wow. So, uh, yeah, the uh, pair of bald eagles sharing a nest and caring for a baby red-tailed hawk in addition to their own three eaglets. Uh, The unexpected interspecies family is living in a Douglas fir at the Shoal Harbor Migratory Board Sanctuary in British Columbia. So it's kind of interesting. Um, there's so the th- so there's a couple theories. One says that one of the eagles may have raided a hawk nest, grabbed the young hawk, and carried it back home. Which is the thing that hawk both hawks and eagles do. They'll like just go after nests because it's like an easy target. Um, and then someone said that maybe the egg was hatched in the nest. Uh, which is interesting. So it's a very unusual thing, but it it's it, it, I guess it can happen that a uh, eagle would raise a hawk. And it's kind of like the way that uh, Billy the Kid took uh, Rio under his wing. Even though he's different, I don't know. It doesn't work as much, but you get the idea. <laughs> you tried. Well, that's that's a fun fact. Um, we love a modern family, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you, Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't have a lot of time to come up with that one. <laughs> yeah. Um. Did we have any any final thoughts about the movie or Ethan Hawke or anything? No, just you know, could it could it could have been. A little more thought out, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I'll, I'll just say, just watch it for Ethan Hawk shaving. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Really the best part. Just we want like a 10 hour loop of Ethan Hawk shaving on YouTube. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I've been Harper. You can find me on the internet at Harping About on Instagram, Twitter, and Letterboxd. And something I've been enjoying outside of Ethan Hawke, I don't think about this before I said those words, and now I have to think about something I've been enjoying. Um, We watched the Holiday Bake Off special episode with the Dairy Girls. That was very fun. Mm -hmm. Would wreck if you like Bake Off or the Dairy Girls or just funny baking baking stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That was good. Happy holidays, everyone. (laughs) Um, Jonathan, where can the people find you and what have you been enjoying? Okay. uh, You can find me on Instagram and Letterboxd at John Zavaleta. A thing I've been enjoying is uh, The Child. Mandalorian? Mandalorian. (laughs) Yeah. We watched The Kid. We're watching The Child. Uh Um, It has a name, you know. Uh, whatever. Rogu. <laughs> he'll, he'll always, you can call him whatever you want. He'll always be Baby Yoda. Yeah. Um, but no, it's, it's, a, it's a fun show. I feel like it's, it's, you don't have to take it too seriously because it's just kind of like, it's just kind of like a fun adventure every week that's like not that, mm-hmm. just, it's just like good production values and like 
fun action and that's what you like if you're looking for something that's like really kind of I f- what i like about it's like you don't have to overthink it you mm-hmm. know what i mean are you gonna watch the 10 other disney shows that they announced or star wars shows that they announced the other day <sighs> i don't know i don't know oh heck yeah <laughs> yeah. i'm excited for the lando show from justin simeon that should yeah. be good i mean i, I feel like if if, if if uh ewan mcgregor and hayden christensen are back together like i can't not watch yeah it, you of know? course like that's just is hayden christensen gonna be in the obi-wan show he is, oh, yeah yes so i feel like i can't if that's happening i can't not you see can't that. not watch that yeah so well, how I say, is that gonna work? He's so much older now. They're both so much older now. I'm so confused. I don't know. I mean, the Irishman. Is Aiden's it... gonna be wearing a mask most of the time. Oh, shoot! <sighs> wow, crazy. wow! I didn't even think about that. Okay, yeah. I guess it's fine. But I want to see Hayden Christensen though. <laughs> What's the point <laughs> if you're I'm not sure, gonna see? I'm him? sure he'll take it off for like a second, you know, so we can see his charred face. Yeah, won't he look all, yeah. you know, Darth Vadery underneath? <laughs> 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 yeah. Anyway, I feel like you need like a map to like keep track of the timeline of all these things. You know? I know, I know. Yeah, I want like I want one a poster that I can reference when we're watching any star wars content because i feel like most of when we watched all nine movies last year Uh or whatever like most of the time i was just asking you so when is this (laughs) (laughs) and then we and then we were watching the mandalorian and i was like so when is this and then the same with solo i was like and with uh what's the other one the one that i liked the rogue one yeah Yeah. that one's like literally like right before a new hope like it it literally ends as a new hope begins yeah see and the thing is like you can tell me a million times when each of these things happen and it will (laughs) not not stick in in. my brain so i have to like that's why i want a cheat sheet i want like a reference sheet so i can battle of yavin yeah i guess (laughs) like a a board with all this yarn Uh yeah yeah definitely yeah and i want to know how these people like i've i've like really you had to tell me about boba fett again like (laughs) (laughs) i had to explain who boba fett was so you know i just yeah and i i want to you know i enjoy the star wars things i want to be able to get into it but then i just there's so much happening and the timeline is so confusing like amelia clark when is that you know who knows i feel like part of the problem also is that the timeline of the star wars movies the timeline that they're supposed to be does not necessarily line up with what we see on screen in the way that like you know obi-wan is should not look like that if Uh he was ewan mcgregor he should not look like alec guinness you know what i mean like based on the amount of time that's supposed to have passed because it's like three ends with luke being born and then he yeah it should have only been like you know 16 17 years or whatever yeah yeah but he looks like he's like 40 years old yeah and also like no one's heard of the jedi even though it's like less than a generation so it's like there's a few timeline stuff that like doesn't totally line up and that's just like part of like i mean it's understandable it's like you're creating this entire universe sometimes things are not going to totally match up but when you go like back and forth between four five six one two three uh seven eight eight, yeah seven eight three and a half (laughs) three and three quarters nine and then back to like after six with the mandalorian but before seven and then like it is understandable to be confused because we are going back and forth so many times and also like the story the, the way it lines up itself doesn't always totally track with how how we think it should Mm -hmm. so i'll make you a chart thank you yeah i would love that (laughs) yeah i'll have to do some research though because like uh, to make sure i have the timelines right. yeah because even i get confused you know Mm -hmm. you can you can refer to me i'll I'll help you out nice Nice. Nice. i love it yeah we'll make this uh, chart accessible on google docs for anyone who (laughs) also needs help (laughs) um well amon thank you so much for coming on the show well you should let him i know i'm going to i'm getting there oh okay like give me a second i was just saying thank you uh (laughs) where can the people find you and what have you (laughs) what have you been enjoying outside of ethan hawk uh and do you have anything else to plug um so 
You can find me on Instagram at the underscore Amani with three N's um, <laughs> or on, yeah, or on Twitter at Aman underscore Uma or on YouTube as Amani. Um, I'm trying to make content. So hopefully you get to see more of that. Nice. nice. Um, what I've been watching, what I, I recently got Apple TV plus. Mm-hmm. So nice. I started trying to watch some of their stuff. Um, I'll plug two things. There's a, there's a series called home about interesting homes. Oh hmm. yes. And I want to watch like, that. That looks so good. Yeah. First episode is really cool. I, I suggest at least watch that first one. And then C, which is about a world in which everybody's blind and these kids are born with the being able to see. Mm. And it's, just, it's interesting because it's post-apocalyptic, but like how does the society work and all that stuff. Kind of problematic, maybe. But <laughs> it's interesting. And I, I like the future thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but, um, yeah. Cool. Well, fun. Yeah, we we have Apple TV Plus right now, so we should watch some things. Because you're accidentally paying for it. That's my bad, yeah. Yeah, well, I've <laughs> accidentally been paying for, like, DC Universe for months. <laughs> yeah, and Showtime. And Showtime. And I just okay. got HBO Max, so we have everything right now. Yeah, that we, we, yeah, not taking full advantage of, maybe. Yeah. Well, this has been fun. Um, Amon, thank you again for coming on the show. Um, and everyone, uh, go rate Hawkeyes on its, yeah, what is the Instagram. site? <laughs> Instagram, no, on uh, Apple Podcasts. Yeah, just comment five stars under our post. Yeah. That's, um, it'll help the algorithms. I was, I was one of your first reviewers. Yes, yeah, thank a you. very long thank Denzel you. Washington-themed review. <laughs> 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 um. Yep. Yeah, so go to Apple Podcasts and check out Amon's review and leave one of your <laughs> own. Um, and then follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Hawkeyes Pod. Tell your friends. Uh, go to Ethan Hawk's Instagram and comment on everything. Uh, go. <laughs> why haven't you been on Hawkeyes yet? <laughs> That's what we yeah. want. That's our call to action for you today. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, well, good night and uh, Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas. Good night. Thank <laughs> you.